With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Hello, welcome to week 22 of the Foot Weekly Podcast, out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and of course, a bonus episode every week on Patreon. On this episode, we'll be talking about future stars and something that could be very strong on the horizon. In fact, on the horizon, we've got Air Japes, as we so often do. Welcome back to the Foot Weekly Pod. Hello, Ben. Happy to be back. <laughs> well, I said I needed some energy for this podcast, but I wasn't expecting that much. Right, we can move on to our next guest, who is Richard Buckley, your World Cup commentator. Welcome back. Hello. Thank you, as always, for the invite back. It's uh, it's great to be here. Yeah, good to have you back. And we also have back, after he wasn't on last week, Josh Spreadsheet FIFA, content expert, and someone I know loves a bit of the old hand egg, and so was probably enjoying some controversial Super Bowling on Sunday night. I mean, it wasn't a great weekend for referees in both forms of football, That's true, for being actually, honest. Yeah. By yeah. about half time on the 3 p.m. kickoffs, we'd had four or five horrific decisions in the mm. Premier League. And then we had an all time classic Super Bowl last night. And then a little ticky tack holding call <laughs> on the far <laughs> do, side. Do you know what? Despite being over here, I'm already a bit lost. So do you want to explain to the listeners, if you can, just for the podcast, in football terms? as they say, what actually did happen. It, it's, it's kind of a tough one. It, in fact, it's not. It's kind of similar to the sending off in the Wolves game where Mario Lamina oh, yeah. was the third player to arrive at the referee and got sent off. And I think it's officially been put down as aggressively running, which he wasn't <laughs> doing. He was jogging at best. And it's that kind of like the referees made a decision that he didn't need to make or that he wouldn't usually make in that situation. Okay, right, right. And... 
when you haven't done it for nearly the entirety of the game. Now, I'll be fair, there were some calls that probably should have been made that the Eagles got away with, but when you've not made it the entire game to essentially hand the game in like with a minute to go to one of the teams, when you didn't need to make the call, it wasn't egregious, it wasn't like mm. an obvious foul, it wasn't clear and obvious. That was that was the kind of the bit that stuck. Okay, yeah, yeah. I would say like from a, I'm pretty neutral in this one as well, although I did want to see the Chiefs win just because I'm sorry to anybody who's from Philly, but Philly can be like pretty obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, I think the vast majority of neutrals would prefer not having to deal with a Philadelphia sports team winning a championship of mm -hmm. which they've lost three in the past like two or three months now. They mm. lost the MLS Cup, they lost the World Series, and now they've lost the Super Bowl. So, unlucky. <laughs> but I would say, well, one, yay for a high-scoring Super Bowl. That was close. That's always more fun. Mm. Two, a lot's going to be made of that holding call at the end, but really, like, grabbing even a little bit of the receiver like that is... I mean, it's a bold call for the official to make. By the letter of the law, it would be a holding penalty, but it's also, mm. like... Uh, it's it's maybe maybe a tricky one there. Mm. That's the nature of sports. You need to make sure the deciding factor isn't the referee. Right? Well, and and even if you have things like VAR, you might see a handball blocking a shot in the final <laughs> minutes of the game and be like, nah. Mm. Even when yeah. you review it, so yeah, yeah, I don't know about that Chelsea game or how that played out, but um, <laughs> I was I was actually going to say. I was that annoyed by the decision in the Super Bowl final. I won't be watching another NFL game until next year's Super Bowl final. Um, <laughs> and it's just, I can't believe it, really. Yeah. Well, we'll see how much of that makes it into the final podcast. <laughs> but either way, we should now get into for future stars. And it's been a slightly more interesting week, I would say. There's been some players we'll certainly be talking about but there's also maybe not been the improvement people were hoping for in terms of the quality of content. And we'll come to right at the end what we think might be able to make that step up. But we haven't had Richard or Josh on throughout Future Stars, so it would be interesting to get your perspectives on it. There's certainly been a lot of feelings of disappointment, but at the same time, there's some um, exciting players in there for some people, I suppose. Josh, do you want to start us off with your thoughts? It's, it's an odd one. It definitely feels like a deliberate kind of reversal of the power curve a little bit mm. because there are obvious things they could do with almost every card they've released to make them that slight bit better mm. that they're just kind of almost refusing to do you know i even go back to the spanish cam that they gave raquel made that they gave five star skills to brilliant but he's only got 80 stamina so he, he's he's going to wear out by the end of the game and it feels like with a lot of the cards they've done that and then you kind of get to the 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 worst offender in terms of something like Jacob Ramsey, where they're like 35 games or however many games it is that you need to play to get him, you know, assuming you win all of your games and all of that. And the final card is a pretty similar card to Joe Willock, who's 28K on the market. And mm. it's kind of like the reward for the time that you're putting in for the objectives doesn't seem to be totally there. That Nuno Tavares is interesting, but 50, 82 plus player picks that are an 82 rated squad... Now, I've seen some very good 82-plus player picks, and they do seem to be giving out decent fodder, but it it's just kind of... Mm. I think it's got to be expected, right? You know, we, we have the biggest promo outside of Team of the Season, really, in, in Team of the Year, and then you're going to have a bit of a come down. But it, it does feel like they could have... I even I even look at that Kefren Churam last night. Making four-star, four-star. Like, I, don't, I really don't think they should be releasing any player that isn't a centre-back or a goalkeeper 
with less than four star, four star right now because it, it really is such a detriment that I don't know who that card is for anymore. Mm. To be fair, actually, we could swing into pound for pound because he was nominated, but we will get yeah, Richard's thoughts first. How have you found Future Stars? I know, actually, none of us really, uh, unless Josh, you, did you get a, a cheeky team of the year before the end, actually? No, uh, I, it's the first it, year yeah. in like three that I haven't ha- got one, so uh, yeah. There we go. Well, maybe that's a, a crumb of comfort for some listeners, but uh, unfortunately, Richard, I don't think can comfort anyone. You, you did all right. Yeah, I got three in the wow. end. <laughs> <laughs> I managed to get Tio Hernandez, untradeable, and then Van Dyke and Hakimi. What, both tradable as well? Uh, tradable. Wow. Yeah. Very nice. Which are quite nice. I'm assuming you've used all of them? I have used all of them, yes. Would you say they are easily the best of their position that you've used? Hakimi, yes. Van Dyke, yes. Tio Hernandez, no. Hmm. I don't know what it is about him. Hakimi was just so much better. Like, all my, I found myself going down the right so much more than the left hmm. using Hakimi more. But then also, with Hakimi being tradable, 2.3 million coins for a right back just seemed too good. Mm. So he, he got moved on in the uh, mm. in the recent uh, uplift in the market, shall we say. Going back to future stars, I like the promo. I think there's there's a lot of positives in it. I, I do agree with what Josh was saying with sort of the the stats being weird in, mm. in, in a few of the items. I would love to see, just sort of from here on out in all the promos, you giving... For example, a future star, the icons, specifically the future stars buff as well, or whatever promo it is, just mm. dropping like six or seven icons in it with the promo. I think we were talking, Japes, the last time I was on about the Team of the Year icons and then the World Cup icons. It just makes the promo a bit more lively. Mm. And I think you could have had some fun with this with a future stars Michael Owen or a future stars Wayne Rooney when they were potentially really young and it just gives a little bit more juice in the player picks in the packs that were opening if you if you're doing the fodder packs it just gives you that little bit more a lot of the players right now if you to get a future star don't necessarily go in your post team of the year team mm. which What's the point of the promo if we can't improve our teams for yeah. the majority of the hardcore players who will be listening to this? I don't want to talk about this too much because we did talk about it last week, but I think it remains the same situation that personally for my team, nothing we've had so far, even the SBCs or decent team two players that we've seen, will actually make it into my team. Partly for chemistry reasons, I guess, but really the quality of the players, there aren't enough at that kind of tier and my team's really good, but it's not like absolutely ridiculous so I don't know it is a bit of a shame from that perspective and I assume Japes apart from one player that might not have changed for you uh, I still can't afford Musiala unless I sell someone okay. so yeah, yeah. like yeah it's it's ultimately I will put Musiala in the team eventually it's not going to change though because everybody's got junk reactions man yeah it's interesting that I mean Musiala was okay 89 so I'll probably play him in the midfield in which case I would put a hawk on him Mm. which is not going to boost his dribbling stats, of which are very, very good to begin with. But I found myself wondering, like when I use him, his pace might be enough that I could get away putting a maestro on him mm. and getting his reactions to 97, where he then he then becomes like very elite. Though we know base reactions hit different than boosted reactions. It just seems to be the, the nature of the beast. I've also toyed around with like, well, should I should I try 
playing him as like a false nine with marksman once I get him. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, that's quite a nice boost. Yeah, I, you know, I, Hawk is my absolute preferred chemistry style for central midfielders that are the two like box to box CMs in a 4 3 3. And, mm. you know, then you're not boosting that reactions at all. And so I'm like, all right, I've, I've tried Maestro on midfielders before, but like maybe Muziala is, you know, the 92 acceleration or whatever it is will be enough that. You know, he feels spicy, but mm. then, you know, you're not getting a positioning boost or some of the other boosts. And kind of yeah. like, uh. he does at least have better stats than you'd think because he's got low free kick accuracy and things like that. So his face card stats don't look quite as good as they actually are in game. But I was wanting to move on to you, Richard. Any particular players in this squad that have taken your fancy so far? So I, I was looking at the Enzo Fernandez because I was, was fortunate enough to get Kulibali's honorable mention. Untradeable. Mm. Yeah, the Koulibaly is great, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I've been searching hard for Chelsea Kem mm. over the sort of the last what two weeks. I sort of missed the entirety of Team One. Um, I was in the process of moving house, so I had no internet. So I've I've been slaving away the last few days trying to get these tokens. Mm. I, I did this seventy the eighty seven plus uh, winter wildcard future themes Team One. So granted, it's not a Team Two, but I, I did get Mudrick from oh, that wow. pick. <laughs> So the, the Chelsea sort of style starting to come together. And Mudrik, I, I do like, but I wouldn't have paid the price for him off the market. Like, mm. I'm I'm in a very fortunate position. He's sort of like a, a player that is is a luxury player. I'm, I'm very happy I've got him in, and he helps Kulibaly a lot. But I don't think for the price tag, I think he's still over a million coins. I, I just don't think he's worth that value. I would probably say maybe... Four to five hundred k potentially mm. a high pace five star skill Premier League winger, but I think a million coins you you sort of pushing it. Yeah, no, I thought that looking at the stats and actually, I mean, I was thinking for you, Josh, Malassia might be interesting as a Manchester United player, but seventy one composure is just really really low. I mean, eighty would still make him not the most composed, but seventy one I think is making him pretty poor. Despite that, I guess he's got good balance and things. But. Yeah, I mean. I mean it does just feel like they've done that with every player. There's something, as as Jake's pointed out, it's reactions on a lot of them. A lot of them have got 80 reactions, which just isn't going to cut it at this mm. stage of the game. Um, I have a soft spot for Oyan Sansei from uh, Bilbao. Uh, he absolutely ran a football manager save a few years for me when he was still a young whippersnapper who was at the central midfield. Now he's kind of tearing it up going forward. So I kind of picked up his card just as a... I want to play with a player I've got some feeling for and really liked him. Um, four, four, like six foot two. I, I was sad that they haven't given him more defensive stats because although he is playing more attacking this year, he's still decent in the tackle. He presses really well, but I was, I was quite surprised at him. I played him at cam and I really enjoyed a lot of kind of his body movements felt a little bit different to, to other players. I, I, like he's high in average, which in the past has kind of been don't really like it was it was the next worst one after stocky mm. and i actually really really liked him but bundled people off the ball quite a lot and then the charles de Ketelaire sbc is the other one um mm. that striker is an absolute machine the closest thing to real life erling Haaland that i've used in fifa he just kind of he's not a finesse player he's just pure pace and power and yeah, it's quite a lot of fun when you set him on a run. There's there's not many defenders that can get in his way. But it's it's been kind of slim pickings, really, in that kind of mid tier mm. of card. They're either super cheap 
or they're ridiculously expensive for the card that they are. And I, I don't know if that's maybe like a coin liquidity problem in the game because so many rewards are untradeable and so much has been pushed towards untradeable. I don't know if people are just running out of coins. I, I don't, mm. I don't I like, or maybe they've got too many of them. I don't know what the yeah. situation Funnily, is. I was actually thinking about this and I think I do know what it might be is that basically you've got kind of two tiers of player or maybe a couple, but a lot of players are in a situation where they don't have many coins, particularly because they've been sinking any coins they've got into SBCs, things like that, and generally haven't maybe committed enough or have spent in the players of lost value, that kind of thing, which is quite common. So those players tend to shop around the 100, 200k market most and maybe need a couple of players to complete their squads and so need to spread those coins out but there's a tier of player who has a really really strong and i think probably most of us or a lot of committed players going to be in this category where you've got an amazing squad of untradeable players and built up a strong coin total because they haven't had to spend on any particular players that they think are going to drop in price to fill out the squad and that basically means that that tier can afford the more expensive players and they've been inflated and they're actually going in to buy those players after team of the year the likes of Mudra could just players people really want to use and they're willing to spend to use that player that they really want to use so I think that's what is behind that um, but anything else to add Japes on the squad I want to give one shout out to like one future stars player that I haven't used but I think it looks interesting is that uh, what is his? I don't know how to say his name. Benoit Badiashile, mm. the Chelsea center back. Chelsea center back. Yeah, yeah. Because he has ninety-five reactions and ninety-four composure. Yeah. Same thing with ninety-six base strength. So, yeah. you know, with the with the shadow, he gets up to like ninety-six sprint speed. His acceleration is not great, but he is left-footed. And I kind of look at that card and I'm like, yeah, I, like he's probably okay in game. I haven't yeah. played against him, but. You know, I'd be I'd be actually curious what his stats look like compared to like a gold virtual Van Dyke. Probably not too dissimilar, actually. He has got pretty low agility and balance, but probably higher on other stats. I was gonna say, should we do pound for pound? Because I feel like we're probably gonna start to mention players that we would nominate. Um, Chile. That's um, fine. I'm, in, say, I'm yeah, nominating yeah. first. Is that yours? <laughs> yeah. I wanna sneak in and nominate the striker de Casalaire, to be honest, because I was comparing his stats. People may have seen this on the foot.gg Twitter account, but this is the five-star weak foot version compared to the three point, I think it's 3.8 million uh, Ibrahimovic. If you look at their stats, both with marksmen, I mean, I think you could argue De Ketelet's stats are better. He also has better defensive stats. Obviously, Ibrahimovic has five-star skills, so if you prefer that, he's going to be better. But, I, I, you know, a lot of people say, oh, but Ibrahimovic, he's going to have that special source. Yes, okay, he probably does. But I still think De Ketelet is going to be, you know, up there and the five-star weak foot for some people is going to help. So for 300k or something versus 3.8 million um, I think as Josh you were saying it's just fantastic fantastic value and his base short passing and long passing and 91 which is just ridiculous for a player who's like a, a target man essentially um, he's going to be able to like create much better than most and also could even play you know cam I think both versions of him either player pick could be used as one of your more attacking midfielders in a three pretty comfortably. Um, I haven't done it yet because I'm not sure whether I'd actually use him that much, but I probably will do him just because I think he's pretty unique. Um, I just, I'm loath to pick the five-star weak foot version because I'm such a five-star skill merchant, but the five-star weak foot one for me just is so much better. Uh, I don't know whether anyone would disagree with that, but the, uh, yeah, I think the five-star weak foot one is is really, really good. Does anyone want to come in with, apologies if I nick someone's, but uh, does anyone want to come in with a pound for pound, um, Richard, for example? It's a tough one because when you say pound for pound, as we were saying before, the, the best 
players are just not pound for pound worthy. Like they're just too expensive, mm. and it doesn't match up to how good they should be. So I'm gonna I'm going a little bit left wing. I'm going a little bit off the radar. I'm going for Carlos Vela, the SBC. <laughs> okay. I don't know when this came out. Um, it might have been last week, but it might have been this week. He's just quite good. Like I completed him. He he gives me. I don't know what it is about him, but for like 40k, he just gives me the super sub that I needed. And I might be crazy, but sometimes I'll bring him on down the middle, 4-3-2-1, central striker. Why not? Come and come and strut your stuff, Carlos. Hmm. But most of the time he comes on as my more attacking central midfielder in the 4-3-2-1. So I'll have my two sitting or my two box to box, and then one who's sort of free roam-esque. And he's that player. I'm fully expecting no votes, but <laughs> Carlos Vela, he's he's all right. And yeah. I think in a in a week where we've not got much value for coins, if in doubt, he's very very cheap, 88 rated fodder as well. Yeah. If, if you if you're into that, he is definitely. And it's funny because I tweeted out when he came out from the Foot.gg account saying, you know, this is the cheapest 88 rated out there probably, um, but he doesn't look particularly great in game. I sent the tweet and I was like. This sometimes happens. I bet I've cursed myself. And sure enough, like it was a playoffs match, I think. The guy's team was not good. Um, I was not particularly, I would say, switched on for this game. But anyway, Vela scored four goals and assisted three in the match. That moment's Vela. He's actually really good. And I think uh, he's just one of those players. He's always been kind of good, whatever card he's had. There's something about him. He's kind of slippery. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I agree. If people don't have many coins or need... MLS chemistry, I Bale guess. Chem. That, yeah, exactly. Bale 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 Chem. Well. Yeah. yeah, I think he is um, a good player to use. Um, great. All right. I think that's a good nomination. So we had James, we had Richard. I've done mine. What about you, Josh? Who'd you go for? I'm going to shout out an early pod, like an early this year pod favorite of James, which is Small Deanie's flashback. Yeah. I, I really, really like, like, I, he was, you know, he was the lengthy centre-back for you. He was the one that explained pace wasn't important like right back at the beginning of the game when lengthy was kind of... We were getting used to the fact that actually if you've got high sprint speed and are lengthy, it doesn't really matter what your acceleration is because you're going to end up with that sort of catch-up pace. And um, yeah, this is just a really solid card. Um, and these are 88 base sprint speed in it. Um, six foot four, like an absolute mountain. It, especially when you're on attacking corners, if you can get him as your player that's running into it, he is very, very difficult to stop. He's got like high 80s jumping base. I've been playing with an anchor um, and that puts him up to 97 jumping. And it is quite funny because there are very few players that can compete with him. He, he's let down a little bit. His passing is really poor. Mm. But I, I think we're kind of entering the realm of fun players that kind of represents some element of value for the coins that you're putting in rather than a player that's necessarily going to massively improve your team. You know, this smalling probably isn't going to massively improve your team, but he is a lot of fun to use. And if you want to sort of try out some Serie A people, then mm. uh, then he's the one that I would go for. Mm, yeah, I've got quite a few Serie A people, actually. Um, so I'm tempted to do it. He looks good. And also, yeah, free Phil Jones, which... Um, oh, you know. I mean, come off it, like the duo of dreams. I, I just, I wish that the dynamic image was him crawling along the floor. Then that <laughs> card would genuinely be 
goated at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do feel like they, they have to be slightly careful about not taking the piss too much. Do you know what I mean? I think <laughs> I think making a free Phil Jones within Phil's Phil Smalling? <laughs> Phil Smalling. Mike Smalling. <laughs> Mike I think Smalling. you'll find. Anyway, I think that wraps up Pound for Pound, apart from the listener's suggestion. And this is actually quite a good one because I know you were saying earlier on, Josh, that you didn't think Kefram was especially great. Well, I think one of the things that he probably is good for is being a proper holding midfielder, actually. And ADOT says, I'm going to go for Kefran Thuram for Pound for Pound. He has completely changed my team. I gave in during World Cup swaps to fodder packs instead of Fiera, and I've been constantly chasing to plug a hole in my CDM position. Since missing out on Vieira, I used Winter Wildcards Tonali, who was a beast, and then moved on to World Cup Alonso, but found him to be too slow and just didn't have much of a presence on the pitch. But now I have Thuram in the CDM position. I feel a lot more in control of games. I play him as the pivot in a 4-1-2-1-2 brackets 2, and also as the stay-back CDM in a 4-2-3-1. And what surprised me the most about him is how quick he is in transition when playing those quick passes. He even managed to score two goals in one game, just doing a late burst into the box. For extra points as well, he has the hair trait and looks like a cross between Vieira and Hullet in-game. And he says, keep up the good work, guys. And looking at his stats, looking at him with a shadow, I think he yeah would be a really, really good defensive midfielder. And he's also one of those players, and I think I'd be interested to know what other people think about this, but I've certainly started to now complete SBCs a bit more just because of the potential chemistry utility in the future, which in past cycles I probably wouldn't do because I think the way chemistry worked meant you could be pretty sure who you probably end up using and who you wouldn't end up using um, because you're looking at sort of cores in certain positions or around certain positions. And there was also just less content in the game generally, so you kind of were aware that probably you wouldn't get too many options to kind of shift away from what you were doing um, through you know untradeable players. And obviously you can go out and just buy players to fix chemistry issues if you want to, but with how important club links are this cycle, I think it is a bit different again because you're kind of thinking, well, actually, I might not see another player from this club, which might help um, at some point. While his club isn't necessarily super useful, um, the French league un defensive midfielder I think is quite useful for me so I might end up doing him he's not super expensive either uh, that hasn't been mentioned here but it's an 86 rated squad and the other's an 83 so it shouldn't be crazy expensive at all or at least it's a good place to sink some fodder so I think he's pretty good in terms of other things that are around at the moment um, you did mention earlier Josh the Tavares Nuno Tavares left back and it's been one of those ones where when it came out, people worked out the cost and to complete all those upgrade SPCs you need to do to get to the 88, I think people are saying it's about 450k or something like that, maybe even 500. But yeah. I've also seen a lot of people packing far more in value from those player picks that you have to do than that value. So I don't know, are we, are we saying that there is, if you're going to do or want to do player picks and want to kind of get one of the future stars squad untradeable or something that it is actually worth putting coins into i mean here's here's my frustration with it right the biggest issue i found during team of the year was that between the sort of first weekend of full release and the friday where they went out of packs there were very few places to consistently put 82 mm. 83 and 84 rated cards most of the SBCs that were being released were like starting off at 85 and so you kind of 84s almost became like discard duplicates at that point. And this idea of going, okay, here's an upgrade pick SBC that's probably too expensive on its own. Like it's decent, but you know, an 82 rated squad to get one 82 rated 
plus player back seems a little steep compared to some of the other upgrades, but it would have been perfect during team of the year. So the fact we've got it now is a little bit frustrating, but I do like it as a kind of, I'd like if we had one of these a month. Here's an upgrade SBC that's going to be here for the whole month, and you can slowly chip away at it with you know, duplicate cards that you end up having and just throw a few things in there and then you get a pick and you might, you know, just want to put the pick straight back into the next pick, but you're slowly making your way towards this card. I really like it as a concept. I do think that taking the it's 500k for an 88 rated left back, mm. I don't think that's the right way to look at it. I Yeah, it's just more about timing. I don't know how many people are kind of grinding 50-82 plus player picks just like, well, they've still got that hangover from team of the year kind of thing. But I, I, yeah, it's a cool concept that I hope is worked on and we see more of. Yeah. And also, I guess, you know, you don't have to go all the way. So if you want to get one of the other versions just to kind of, I don't know, future proof yourself, I don't think the 86 is hugely worse than the 88, actually. He's weird, though, isn't he? Because I was looking yeah. at what chemistry style to use. And because he's got 83 short passing, this is the 88 version of Nuno Tavares, and 70 long passing. You kind of have to boost the passing because that's going to be a liability, I think. Um, also, in game, you know, his actual rating, he might say 88 on the card, but he's only an 84, which is quite a lot lower. Um, yeah. And I think that's probably partly because of his passing because his ability on the ball is pretty good. Otherwise, you know, his dribbling stats and physically he's good. Defensive stats aren't great either. So, with the fact that his pace, I would say, isn't high enough for fullback without a boost, you're in this awkward spot where you kind of need to boost pace defending and passing which you can't do with the chemistry style so he's a little bit awkward like I, w I would say yeah if you want to do lots of picks then unlock him and he'll be useful but I yeah I just don't think he's necessarily someone that people should be uh, going out to complete if you like I do, I do enjoy the confidence of them giving him left mid and left wing as alternative positions like anybody's looking at that card and going he's going to absolutely kill it at left wing like mm. No. <laughs> He's got 51 finishing, doesn't he? Which is just crazy low. So it's really full back or or nothing for him. And maybe you could argue it gives a bit more flexibility in terms of starting formations. And if you wanted to move a full back forward, of course, into your midfield yeah. and you can move him to left back, then that's potentially an option. I guess that's nice. So that is one small bonus. But the problem is that his stats are not versatile enough to play elsewhere. And I think... The good thing maybe about this is it's a bonus if you wanted to do those player picks. If you really want to get a first owner future stars, then you know this will be a good thing for you. But like many future stars, he just suffers from certain issues with particular stats. And it feels like they've really gone for a promo where it's like, right, as you said, Josh, actually, let's not increase the power curve. Let's step it back, if anything, because we know we can make appealing, hyped players without actually pushing that power curve onwards. And the other thing that's interesting is I think to do that, they've had to use almost older players than they would have used for future stars previously. Players who have some previous hype rather than are necessarily players who people don't particularly know much about, but because their stats are so good and so improved, that kind of brings the hype. Because Nuno Tavares, for example, is 23. A lot of these future stars are 23. Quite a few are 22, 21. They're actually very few teenagers, which isn't really something you'd associate with future stars, I'd say. I feel like the stars have become increasingly established stars over time but that certainly feels the case with this squad and even the ones that aren't established or not very well known are older kind of makes me think maybe we'll get a future future stars perhaps even at some point um, but yeah it is a bit of a, a strange one Richard you wouldn't say future stars you'd say young stars 
Enzo Fernandez isn't future. He won a World Cup. He won Young Player of the Year, like he a young World Cup player. A lot of these players are either starting for their club, inter- like big internationals, or like regarded as some of the best talents in the world. So, to me, future stars like you can have a couple of like a couple of these like big big players, but someone like I don't know, I'm just trying to think Charlie Patino from Arsenal on loan or um, Dane Scarlett, the Spurs youngster, like players who are actual future stars who could be the stars of the future. Mm. I don't know. It seems, it's a strange one, but... It's funny because, yeah, I mean, how many appearances does Messier have at this point? He must be kicking on for 100 premiers. Nearly, yeah. Appearances. yeah. He must thinking, be like, getting close This now. is not a future star. This is a, a current star, really. I mean, there are only 20 goalkeepers playing regularly in the Premier League. I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy, isn't it? And, and I mean... That's fine, but I just feel like the real fun of the first ever Future Stars was players like, what was it, Foden, who's, I guess, his base card was a silver at the time, right? And he wasn't playing regularly. Um, you think of some of the other players who who got special items. I think Trent was in there, Militao, he was a gold, but I think he was very, very low-rated gold at the time. Um, Sancho was probably not really playing for Dortmund at that point, I would say. I, I do feel like it's kind of interesting. It doesn't quite feel like it did in past cycles and maybe there's a financial element because these players are going to sell more packs than unknowns maybe there's just weird choices all over the place like Elanga instead of Garnacho. like mm. Elanga was a future star maybe two years ago when he was supposedly United saviour as the chant went mm. like and maybe Garnacho falls into that he's a current star but he's more of a sub player that's coming on and he's doing well and he's only 18 he's got plenty of time to fall off yet what I do find weird when I look at future stars is how consistent EA's hit rate is. Like, there are very few yeah. future stars that haven't made it. Like, the, the worst example, I think, is Patrick Cutrone, who is currently in Como in Serie B, mm. having kind of moved to Wolves and not done anything there after being at Milan. And he may still be on loan, but they they really absolutely smashed it from, like, 19, 20, 21. It's a lot easier to smash it when you're choosing players who are as... Uh, Rich said, winning, you know, young player of the World Cup. I think if you're picking players from some of the major clubs in world football and saying these are the future stars and they're playing for them already, you're kind of cheating a little bit. Mm. Like you, you, as you know, Charlie Patino Blackpool card would be hilarious. He would be difficult to use, but that's maybe where make advantage of the fact that the chemistry system this year, you get base stats, make him a 91, 92 rated because no one's really going to be able to get him on chem without sacrificing elsewhere in the team. Like, let's actually go out and find some gems that may not make it. It's much it's much more fun to go, hang on, who is this guy? So you can, like, check his progression out over a number of years. Like, I, I, I don't know. But Burkhart may be from mine, so I'm sure not um, like not many people have heard of him or no Bayern are interested in him, but that, that is that kind of player I want to see more of. But his bases are gold, so I, I don't know. I, the, the other thing I want to pick up on, when when Team 2 came out, I saw a couple of comments going, it's always the same players. And I actually decided to have a look at Team 2, and not a single player in Team 2 has had more than one mm. special card that isn't performance-based in previous FIFAs or this year. So whilst we do have a second platter this year, the, um, the Ecuadorian right mid, there are a lot of them. This is their first proper special card in the game that isn't an inform or a team of the 
season. So the uh, they, this isn't recycling of a lot of content, but it, it does feel like, yeah, we know Farage Scalia is probably going to be in team of the season, so we don't need a 90-rated version of him. Like, let's find somebody else. So I, I, I do kind of get that side of it, but, you know, packs aren't going to sell themselves, are mm. they, unfortunately? Well, that is the thing, and I mean some of these players, the more hyped ones aren't actually in the game. So I don't know whether there's a limitation. If you look at Garnacho, for example, he's not in the foot database. No, so he's a limitation not, no. in terms of what they can do there. Although they do add players during the cycle into the database. So that's not completely unreasonable. We can hold out some hope for a future future stars, Garnacho perhaps. But yeah, in terms of future stars, it perhaps hasn't had the impact on the market that many players were kind of hoping for in terms of dipping the prices of players but that's something I think we'll talk about in a second something that might make the difference and I was interested to know from yourself Richard in terms of the market obviously we saw a bit of a rise you mentioned the fact that you've sold some players as a result of that and is that because you see a dip in the future in terms of the market I guess you probably don't need to be too concerned with the amount of coins you've got but are you going to be looking to spend those coins if there is a bit of a dip I'm a bit of a fiend for uh, um, I think the quotation marks are the gamble SBCs mm. the the icon or whatever it may be I do like having a spin on them mm. but yeah I think unless I was to go out and buy a, a prime R9 or a like a rude hullet or a team the Messi or something like that like there's there's not a lot for me to potentially go out and, and buy. Uh, the only player who I was looking at was Enzo, but yeah, mm. I think I'm sat on like eight eight mil from selling the team of the years. Jeez. So yeah, that's been a, a nice place. Yeah, yeah. And then Josh, in terms of what you expect to happen, I mean, I think people who know the market have been saying, oh yeah, it will drop, it will drop. It's been quite a while um, since team of the year. Well, two weeks, I suppose. Do you think we're still in for a near-term drop? I think the thing that I said on last week's podcast is, Look, if you really want a player, then it might be an idea to buy them now if you have the coins, because ultimately, when they drop, they may not be nearly as good as they are now in terms of their relative quality compared to the rest of the database or the players they're coming up against, right? Um, so that is important to kind of think about. But, you know, how long are people going to be waiting for the market to dip? And I guess it could be as soon as the next promo if it's a really good one, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I I think we've seen some leaks of what the next program is going to be. I won't mention it, but it's it's one that tends to have some good cards, but not until further into the season. Mm. And so I don't know if that's necessarily going to push the prices down. Uh, it feels like we're potentially approaching a bit more of that weekly prices rise going into sort of Friday and then drop over the weekend. You know, if you look at the high rated cards, they kind of peaked on Friday and they do seem to have dropped kind of five to 10% since since the weekend. Mm. So there's a potential that we, that we see a drop into next week and it's whether that's going to continue or it goes back up again for, for next weekend. So the thing to always remember is that your card is unlikely to get massively devalued by anything other than the market just dropping in general. And so if the market as a whole comes down, then you've not really lost anything because you've still relatively got the same number of mm. coins if we're pricing everything at the same amount. So uh, don't make the mistake I did a few years ago of finishing the game with six and a half million coins unspent and not having built your best team because you're waiting for the price to come down because eventually you'll kind of lose interest. Use those coins, have some fun. And I, I think in general, the, the market is probably not going to rise too much more from here towards team of the season and, and generally does quite a 
kind of slow decline now as we as we get towards team of the season. So, you know, more cards should become available for for cheaper as time goes on. But I, I just just have your fun where you can find it now in the game, I think. Yeah. And actually I know you said you wouldn't say what the next thing is, but I mean it's not too hard to speculate about what that might be, right? Because something starts <laughs> this week that, you know. Well, actually, I guess as people are listening to this even, then actually um, there may even be a splash screen to look out for, but people are obviously going to be interested in the Champions League and you tend to get some live items. The thing that I was going to say, which is quite interesting, is when we saw Path to Glory, and Japes, I remember talking about this on the podcast plenty, Path to Glory was actually quite cheap in the first few weeks that it came out. Um, and then it shot up and we had things like Bruno Guimaraes going up crazy amounts even before, well, not before games were played, but as the first games were being played, those prices rose a lot. And so it was interesting. And I was wondering, James, whether you think from EA's perspective, this is their reasoning. They're obviously doing this road to the final if they're doing exactly that, something like that, um, around the time of the Champions League actually happening. And I guess that will mean that these players are going to be more desirable to people opening packs and around the time they're released because the Champions League is like happening at that moment that they're in packs. So I thought it was interesting, Japes. Maybe it's deliberate. Maybe it's just scheduling, I guess. I mean, I think for throughout the history of foot, we've seen that like when it's a big match and you see, I don't know, I'll take United, like Rashford scores an important goal. Rashford's price on the market goes up. Yeah. Releasing promo cards like around that time means that people are going to go out to the market and want the top-rated version of that card, which is probably the new promo card. And if they're he's too expensive on the market, they're going to be like, well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll just toss some money at some packs and see if I can't pack him. Mm. So I I mean, I would say it's like 100%. It's also like good for the community. Like it's relevant content because Champions yeah. League is back and that's exciting. So it's, a, it's mm. really kind of a win-win on both sides. Yeah, that's true. And I guess, Josh, is there anything to kind of read into that from a market perspective in terms of getting them cheaper? or Because obviously that was great in part of the glory because you could pick up these players relatively cheap and then, um, you know, they, were, they ended up just rising, whereas that, I guess, might not be the case here so much. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would compare potential upgrades to like-for-like like cards on the market. Try and find the most similar card. There were... There were prices where you knew even if that player won the tournament and got the full upgrade, they were never going to hold the value that they were at. The the, the speculation is always mm. bigger usually than that than that final price. So you sell into the hype. Exactly, that's the that's the phrase. Sell into the hype if you if you're looking to invest, and if you're looking to buy a player and you just love that player and you want that team to do well, buy them early. Just go on the ride with them. Um, and then you know if you mm-hmm. panic, sell. So um, that's the that's what I would say. I'll be interested to see how they do the upgrades. Are they going to do the plus ones, or are they going to go off the new upgrade team of the weeks? You know where where we're getting these plus twos now because they could start off very cheap and like very low rated, but have potential to get insane by the end because it's double upgrades mm. every time. That might be something to look at. But I imagine they're going to be high rated because no one wants to pack an eighty four. This is a. Uh pure speculation and also using some knowledge <laughs> but it's the e-champions league tournament this upcoming weekend uh, the first it's the group stages of it for that particular esports event you're only allowed to use three icons slash heroes or champions league items so uh, i think that the items released would suggest that these are going to be because at the minute there's no real good like we got Messi. i think there's a valverde but there's not a lot of like event level meta mm. Champions League items 
Fine, so I think we might get some very, very good mm-hmm. Champions League players coming this week. Do the panic. Don't buy now. Ignore what we were saying. Wait. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, that's actually a really good, interesting point there. So we'll see. And, and actually, it's interesting because if they made them high rated, there isn't that much room for them to improve. I mean, that's the, that's the flip side, right? So I guess you're looking at the five-star week for five-star skills, maybe the, the traits and things. Obviously, they've been adding more traits and we talked about that. So interesting stuff. Well, um, uh, an interesting podcast. And thank you very much to our guests here. We'll start off with you, Josh. Actually, yeah, predictions for Barcelona Manchester United before before we go oh don't do that to me <laughs> uh, Phil Jones is going to get a surprise start and he's going to wipe the floor with Barcelona he's going to fulfil the potential he was bought for you know he's going to be the next Brian Robson so yeah. uh, that's my prediction for United now I, th- I think it's going to be I think I think we're going to get beaten I, I don't think we've necessarily been that good we've been grinding out results and I think Barcelona mm. just are a bit too techy in that midfield for a kind of we're going to not have Lissandro Martinez that's going to be quite a big miss. Oh yeah, he's suspended, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I imagine probably a, a one or two goal win over over the kind of aggregate score. But I think, I think, I think there'll be fun games to watch. Mm. Yeah, mad to think. Wasn't it Phil Jones who played? I don't know defensive midfield against Messi ten years ago or something? <laughs> Champions League final. <laughs> I think. I think it was. Um, maybe you can... it was him or Darren Fletcher. Yeah. Yeah. Some, yeah. Actually, maybe it was Darren Fletcher, but he's definitely in the squad. Right. Um, Thank you very much um, to you, Josh. Appreciate you coming on. Are you doing any more streams post team of the year, or is that? Important? Yes, I will be once yeah? this uh, stinking cold uh, clears mm. itself up. So I apologise if if you've been disgusted by my nasally voice today. Yeah, um, but yes, I'll uh, I'll be back streaming fairly shortly. Yeah, on spreadsheet spreadsheet FIFA. That's nice. the yeah plug. You've got to remember to plug. I'm a bit hazy. <laughs> I probably spoke way too much. So yeah. uh, it's always good. And uh, <laughs> we say goodbye to our next two guests who are actually going to be joining us on the gameplay pod anyway. We got Ivan Dr. Nightwatch on that podcast this week. It's a supporter episode. He is going to be taking us through his 3421 Pro tactics, which he was using for quite some time and says are very much worth using. Um, so I look forward to that. You can catch that along with every bonus podcast, an extra episode every week on the Patreon for just £3 a month. You can support via the link in the description of this podcast or you can go to bit.ly slash more pod or search support for weekly it would be a real pleasure to have your support and you'll get plenty in return Uh, but yeah thank you very much for now richard buckley thank you very much you can catch me on uh, all social media at rbuckley98 and also see if my prediction came right this weekend and we do get some big Mm. champions league items because i'll be there uh saturday sunday for the E-Champions League group stages. Nice. And then finally, Japes. Great, as always, to have you on. Glad you finally got your Musiala. I'm, I'm sorry, it's slightly more expensive than than you'd hoped, but... You know, they say, what is it, good things come to those who wait, or however, mm. however that expression goes. So I am hoping for good things performance-wise when I finally get him into my squad. And I could... I could just sell some cards and get them now, but the cards that I'd have to sell, I really like. And, you know, that's just yeah. like a whole a whole different cup of tea. So, you know, I I am happy that he's out there and and he I'll, I'll absolutely pick him up, but he will get a team of the season card and that card should be outrageous. So I'm going to just con- continue hyping him up. He's he's phenomenal. Like he's truly mm. phenomenal in real life. I don't know about FIFA yet, but if you guys want uh, more from me, you can always check out my newsletter that is substack uh, or p2p snacks.substack.com. 
At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Nice. And I should say as well, you can subscribe to the podcast via the various podcast platforms, of course, if you would like these podcasts directly into your feed. And if you're catching this pod on YouTube, then please do subscribe on there too. Leave a like, drop a comment, all those good things that people say really help. And they seem to be actually at the moment, which is great. And finally, a huge, huge thank you to all those supporters, including those icon patrons Dave B Hugh J Coach Vass DJ FIFA player Alan G Alistair Anthony R Dominic P Rob P Jeff B Stephen F Tom B Damon H David S Nick Jack M Eric T Neil P Adam G Dan W Waterman Jake G Roger D Springford Elec Bracco Nishant Harry P Alex M Lee A Brendan W Andrew C Joe W, Timothy J, Dylan, Adam R, Sam K, Graham W, Andy, Ads H2K, and Brian V. Plus a special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Hugh J, Tom M, Darren W, and Pato Foot for advice and production assistance. Before I leave you, just one more thing to add, though. FIFA's a bit like life, really. It has its many ups and its many downs. If you're having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice, support, or even just a friendly chat for anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, have a good one, and I'll catch you on the next podcast. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.